Welcome to our PD. This is our Rabba, the seventh day of Sukkot. What is it? It's a busy day, busy cooking, making the kreplach, all that other stuff. <coughs> it's a tough day, and yet it's an incredible day. But we want to know what it is, because clearly it's us. We are it. It is us. It, it's a massive part of who we are as people. And of course, especially this year, who we're going to become this year, what the world is going to become this year, a lot of it is being filtered through Hashanah Rabbah. So we want to know, you know, what the energy is that's fanning out on Hashanah Rabbah. So I'm going to say one, one, one just, um, one little dot that will, is a sneak preview. When I say fanning out, the year is going to fan out from Hashanah Rabbah. One of the things we do, and I'll mention it more soon, is we take off uh, two rings from the lulav, which usually hold it together and keep it very tight. And now that the rings are taken off and they're not being artificially held, held tight by these two rings, they do have the ability to fan out. The leaves can, you know, if you see them, a lulav which comes from a palm tree. Palm tree is not straight. Palm trees don't look like lulavim. They are fanned out. That's what's so picturesque about palm trees. Palm trees, it's lulavs without the rings, all fanned out, you know, opened up like a fan. So that's kind of what we're starting to do tomorrow, enabling the lulav that you're using to fan out and to look like the palm tree. You know, it's more like you feel like you took a trip to Florida or to California and it looks more familiar. Your lula is starting to go in the energy. It's kind of looking more Californian and more Floridian than it did. It looked more New Yorkish the whole six and something days of, of, uh, of Sukkot. It looked very New Yorkish, you know, very like very Canadian, <laughs> very, you know, very straight, you know, very very British, and then it's starting to be more Californian on the seventh day. The lulav can stand out a little bit. It's possible because you're going to take off the rings. So what's that all about? So why would we want to stand out? Why would we want to be more Cal- more Californian? on the seventh day of Sukkot. And somehow that is the entrance to this wild and wonderful year of Tavshin Pei Aleph that really started off in such a colorful way. Uh, Where, you know, results are unpredictable. Where are we on to? Where are we up to going into the, into, as, as we're going to, explode into Simcha of Shemini Atheros and Simcha Tyra and dance with the Tyra and become the feet of the Tyra, which the Tyra is the only force, energy, frequency, whatever you want to call it, that will save the world today. Tyra and Mashiach in Yidin. The Tyra in us and Mashiach, Barka Mashiach in us, etc. The only thing that will save the world because it's crazy coops, Looney Tunes, waiting for Tyra and the joy of Tyra to pull it all, to redeem it. So, 
All this is going to be filtered through tomorrow. Chayshana Rabbah. What is Chayshana? When we say a whole week, we circle the demon and we say Chayshana, Chayshana. Um, people say Hoshanas, and what Hoshana Rabbah is Yeshua Gedaila. Great Yeshua, great salvation. When we say great salvation, we don't mean just, you know, please Hoshana, Anashem Hoshana, save me. Save me in a limited way is still, you know, it's a limited kind of saving. But Hoshana Rabbah is saving me in a way of beyond all limitations. You know, the limited way of saving me, if um, a person is uh, stranded on the highway an, 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 an hour before Shabbos, God forbid, the Yeshua, the, the Hoshana that they, they, they are hoping for is that a car will stop and say, do you need a ride? Or, you know, or they'll contact somebody and uh, someone will come and pick them up. That's Kind of the Hoshana that somebody's hoping for that hour before Shabbos. Nobody's really thinking about the Hoshana Rabbah. What would the Hoshana Rabbah look like? A helicopter touches down right in front of them and says, I saw you from above. I saw that uh, I noticed that you seem to be Jewish and I know the sun is setting. So I decided to stop right here on the, on the grassy area next to the highway and take you. So where are you going, Rabbi? That's kind of more unlimited. Wow, that's an out-of-the-box kind of a solution. That's Hoshana Rabbah. We don't need the limited kind of Yeshua's anymore. We need the unlimited Yeshua's. Okay, and that will take us, that energy will take us into a year that is of that type. Don't expect in-the-box solutions anymore. They aren't going to work. Ran out of them. Out-of-the-box solutions are where it's where all the action is. So one of the things we do on Hashanah Rabbah is, uh, as we said, when the Lulav and Esrog are put together, the Arba Minim, and we know, you know, the Lulav, well, we'll say in a minute, but, but these four Minim, one represents Torah learning, one represents mitzvahs, uh, one represents, one denotes not really uh, only mitzvahs and one one represents mitzvahs and Torah learning. One represents just pure simplicity, you know, nothing nothing special. Okay. And we bind them all together. It's not only that there are four different kinds of people. There's the scholar. There's the mitzvah person. There's the, there's the person who's a scholar and a mitzvah person. There's a person who doesn't do anything, doesn't, is not special in anything. But we all have four of those energies in us. There are moments when we're just into the learning. We're just, we're figuring it out. We're, we're in, in Torah. There are moments when we're in mitzvah fully. There are moments when we're just, when we're washing dishes. And there are mitzvah, there are moments when we're both at the same time. So, all of those energies need to be tied together. For lots of reasons. For the completion. Remember, we're taking this year into, into Geula. We're unfolding fanning out the ga'ula of this year, you know, letting it out of the, the perfume bottle. So what happens when the person is making the lul of an esrog on Arab Sukkot, they take five rings, they make these rings. Three rings are on the bottom, are, are, they're tied together, tied in a certain way. They tie together the lulav with the aravas and the uh, hadassim, with the leaves. 
three rings tied together, the leaves with the lulos. And then higher up, there are two more rings that do not include the leaves. No leaves inside of these rings. They just tie together the lulav with itself. Why do you need to tie the lulav together with itself? Because the lulav um, is the Torah scholar, is you in the moment of learning. And we need to be very focused. Why am I learning? Why am I learning? What is my learning? A unity, a oneness with Hashem. And because, I would say, especially because in this generation, in our learning, we throw tons of stuff in the pot. The examples of how I went to Home Depot and they gave me a receipt, but I forgot to, uh, and 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 we gave them the Sheva Mitzvah's card as they checked our receipt. <laughs> I had that one. I had that. I went with a very special person to Home Depot, and as we were as we were going out, and you know, they they ask you for your receipt at Home Depot, and um, <laughs> and they don't even look at it. It's kind of an interesting job that they have. The person at the door just checks, puts a little check mark on. They don't they don't even look at your receipt. So the person at the door checking the receipt was um, quite a large, um, uh, almost ferocious kind of a looking person. That's how he got the job. And so the thought was, give the person a Shevinitz's card or not? Right? Should they give him a Shevinitz's card or not? Looked kind of scary. Didn't look like it would make him any too happy to receive a Shevinitz's card. And such a big kind of ferocious guy, hmm. I don't know. Last second, split second decision, the decision was to hand a Chef Mrs. card to that scary looking guard. As soon as he had it in his hand, looked at the picture of the Rebbe, his face lit up. Oh, thank you very much. Just became like a little soft, you know, little malleable kind of a child. Just turned into a totally different person. It was very amazing. So, why am I saying this again? We're in the middle of the shear. Why am I throwing into the pot of the soup? Why am I throwing into the shear about the receipt and the guard? Of the, I'm not even talking about a Jewish person. So that's the way we learn Tyra today. We add all the pieces of the world, throw everything into the pot. When you're doing that, you need to keep your Torah learning very focused on what's this all about. Shem all the songs, recently I started exercising with Jim Things to listen to all these songs. I never listened to the lyrics before. Amazing hashkafas on all these songs with the beat and the music. Amazing hashkafas. They teach it to you with a chayat, with the beat. Very interesting. You don't need to do meditation in the morning. You just do the Jim Thing with the beat and with these hashkafas and it goes in. It's incredible. So all these different ways of bringing Tyra learning, adding all various ingredients to Torah learning, and how much more so then when we do that, the lulav needs to be straight. You're fanning out by adding so many extra ingredients, but it needs to be straight. The tip, straight, directed towards Hashem. In other generations also. It's easy with Torah learning to, used to be the challenge with Torah learning, we'll say, the challenge with Torah learning in other generations was, am I doing it for me because I want to be a scholar, or am I doing it for Hashem? That was the challenge then. 
That's not so much the challenge now. The challenge now more is because I'm talking about the receipts at Home Depot, am I going to keep focused on why we're learning? So throughout every generation, there's that challenge plus plus, and the Torah scholar, the person who's learning at the moment, teaching at the moment, needs to not feel self and needs to feel only Hashem. And that would be, what would it look like? What would a visual of that look like? The lulav, tight, focused, straight, with the rings holding it together. The guardrail. Two rings made around the lulav guardrail to hold it all together. Focus that Hashem HaKadosh Mayachat. And we do it all through sukkahs. That's the way the lulav and esrog are done. All through sukkahs. Perfect. Okay, the last day on Hashanah Rabbah, those two rings are taken off. Oh, boy. So now you have the possibility of the whole thing just fanning out, you know. I'll start to talk about the receipts at Home Depot, and I'm going to get all involved in Home Depot. Plus, get all involved in me and it. All that, I'll lose my focus, fan out. All the leaves spreading out. So... Two more things, a couple more things I want to say about this. So these three lower rings that we have that are going to stay on the whole time, on the lulav, on on the arbaminim, they correspond to, these three rings correspond to chagas, chesed, gvur, teferet, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Avram is chesed, Yitzchak is gvur, and Yaakov is teferet. And these three rings around the lulav and esrog, the lulav and the arabas, etc., they correspond to these three, Chesed, Gvur, Peter. So, um, so here's the question. Why do you need it? Why do you need to keep everything bound together? Because when you're going to put a few things together, Chesed and Gvur, these are two things that do not match at all. They're the opposite. How are you going to put the two together? They're such opposites. You need an energy that can bind two together that don't fit together. What is that energy? Teferis. That's Teferis. And the tr- that's the only one could do. That's why you have to have three rings. And the truth is from Chesed and Gvura, remember we have these three rings on the bottom, Chesed, Gvura, Teferis. The two other rings are Chesed and Gvura. The problem, these rings are amazing. They keep the whole Arbaninim all focused towards Hashem Achad. But, Chesed and Gvura do have a little problem. There's the possibility of Yanika, God forbid. Meaning what? When a person really is in the mode of Chesed, we know that there's a nation that they're good with Chesed, but they, they, they let it go to the unholy forces. You know, that's Yishmo. Yeah, come, come, please, you come to eat my house, but with the, you know, it's not always safe to eat in such a family's house. Because their chesed is a weird kind of a chesed. And it's not a contradiction to them. The idea of chesed that can be corrupted, God forbid, and there's tremendous chesed, but wow, it's corrupted chesed, God forbid. Gvura can also be corrupted. And an example of that is Aesop. You know, we have to have limits, but Limits can become cruel. 
And so both of those, of these three rings on the, on the Arba Minim, the Chesed one can become corrupted, God forbid. It can have Yenikas HaChetzayim, be taken by the un, unholy spiritual forces, God forbid. And the Gevura one also. And so you have these three. Um, but, and so you have, like, you have to um, put, the, put them together. The energy of the Chesed and the Gevura is so powerful, you've got to tie them all together with the Teferis. You have to be, uh, and you have to tie them with, up with the, bind them up with the spine of the Lulav. Keep them on the focused road with Tyra. They're not used for Tyra. Wow, they can go in interesting direction. Now, but what's the third little ring here? Um, it's not to make sure that things don't spread out, because from Teferis, this Teferis ring, you're not as worried. You're not so worried that it can be grabbed by unhel- un- unholy spiritual forces. It's called Yenika Sukhasani. Teferis is very balanced. It's not subject to being grabbed by the Chesayim, by the unholy forces. It doesn't have that. Like like Yaakov Avinu. He was the third. He was Teferis. Mitasa Shlema. His legacy was complete. So what are we doing? We're, we're, we're binding everything together with this very stable energy. But... Okay, so that one makes sense. But when it comes to Hashanah Rabbah, before I hit it, Hallel, we take off the two top rings, the ones that don't bind these leaves together. Remember, we want to put together all parts of ourselves with the three three rings. The part of me that's good in Tyra, the part of me that's good in this, the part of me that's good in nothing, the part of me that's good in both. I want to put all four parts together, be holistic. The world needs us to be holistic. Of course, we're all bound together. So why are we taking off the two top rings that just tie the lulav together? What? To make sure I keep straight in my Torah learning and focused? Okay. I'll be straight. It's fine. Don't waste your time. It's a busy day. Take some time to take these two rings off right after Hallow, before Hallow. Just leave them on. Maybe there are opinions that would say, you know, in half an hour already we're finished davening and we put the lulav away and that's it for the year. So what's the difference? It's not going to fan out. You're fine. But obviously we make a whole big thing about taking off those two rings. And what you're left with is just three rings that are that are tying together all four types of Jews and all four types of energies in us. And the reason is, the reason you're going to take off these top two rings, because the rings make sure that the lulav stays straight and focused, tight. And um, this, there's joy connected with that. You know, you're the learner, you're the Rosh Yeshiva, you're in learning mode, you're in Mashpia mode, you're, you're, you're connected to Tyra, it's very joyful. Very joyful. So why are you going to take off the rings? On Hoshana Rabbah, it's the last day of Sukkot, and everything goes according to the end. 
And what you want to do is let all of this incredible power fan out. But you don't want the lulav to fan out. <laughs> yes, we said, you know, become more Californian, but not a but we wanted this to be halakhically kosher for this last half hour of davening. So what, why are we taking off the rings? What if it starts to sound out? What if the leaves start to open up? But the fact is that on Hashanah Rabbah, because of the great amount of simcha, which brings tremendous amount of light, we don't have to worry about the unholy forces parasitically grabbing the energy from the lulav. So much was accomplished through that lulav and esrog and the arba minim and everything of sukkah. With that, we don't want to lose it to the other side. God forbid. And the joy locks it up and makes sure that it can't be lost to the other side. The simple is a huge part. It's, you know, whatever it is on you know, it can't, it's not, it's not available to the unholy forces. The simcha will, as I say, lock up all the accomplishments that happen through Elul, Tishrei, Aserati made Shuvah, the preparing for sukkahs. And what we achieved on sukkahs, it seals it. No one can get their hands on it after that. And it seals it with the joy that it's there for us. Nobody else is going to get their hands on it. And when the day of Hashanah Rabbah comes along, which is the seventh day of Sukkot, it's not just Yeshua's. Wow. Yeshua's can happen. We're talking about a, 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 a day of Yeshua's that are completely out of the box. Not the predictable kind. And that's what we can expect for the whole year. So, and yet on Hashad Mirabah, there is a tiny, tiny, tiny speck of ability of the unholy forces to kind of smell the amazingness of what we accomplished all these weeks and want to get its hands on it. And that's why we still do the Arba Minim, the Tilis Lulav, the Bench Lulav and Esrog even on that day, because when we do that, it assures us that we have been victorious. We will lead, we, 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 after the smallness of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and the bitterness and the, the having to make yourself into nothing, into your relationship with Hashem, then we have to step into victory. We will bring the world to Geula with our holy leadership. We need to remember it. We're going to explode into the year. We're going to dance for two days and then go into the year. We want to be, we want one final push in that victory, that victory dance, that victory march that we do, the victory mitzvah, in we know that we have been victorious. That's the rule of an Esra, that mitzvah. So we do it one more time. Just in case there's a little, the, the aroma of what we've achieved, the other side, the other forces want to get their hands on it. 
when there's the victory march and the victory mitzvah, they run for their lives. Those other forces run for their lives. So, but it's the end of the revelation. Tomorrow is the end of the revelation of the victory. And so, really, when it's the end, we're done with the possibility of Yanika, of those forces getting their hands on it. We've come to the top. Shmini Atzeres. We don't even have to, we don't even have to think about the victory. We don't do the, our, the Dalad Minim because then we come to the point where we're alone with Hashem. We're not even seeing ourselves in relation to the rest of the world. So, but what's the point we're saying? So what is, what is Hashem Rabbah? All of this and taking off those rings, we're really coming to a point where we realize the moment has come to allow the, power of, of our Torah, our connection to Torah to fan out into the world in a way that the Torah allows. It's halakhically permissible. And it spreads out and the aroma of the unified Torah spreads out to the whole world. And together with that, the Haishana is, of all of the four species, it doesn't have any advantage, it doesn't have the taste and it doesn't have the smell and it doesn't have both, it has nothing. So what does it have? The Jew who's not a big scholar, not a big mitzvah person, not both, he's just a simple person, what does he have? And the part of us that doesn't have any of that stuff, what do I have on that level? Who am I? I can't learn, I can't do mitzvahs, I can't, what do I, who am I, what do I have? I am raw Jew. Raw Jew. Tomorrow, Raju. And the Haishana Rabbah, the Yeshua, really comes, the great Yeshua comes through the Raju. Yeshua, yes, we have to learn, yes, we have to do mitzvahs. Our Yeshua, our, our leading the world with our wisdom and with our mitzvahs, etc., to Geula will come through the raw Jew in every single Jew. The Haishana Rabbah, that's the great Yeshua. The raw, unbridled Jew that even is at the point where just take off the rings, take off the rings holding the Torah scholar together, all Torah will be focused. It's focused, it's filtered through the lens of raw Jew. And for the raw Jew, there is no way of learning Torah other than one union with Hashem. So we say, Hashem, we want to be together with you, this Hashanah Rabbah, and this Shemini Yatzeret and Simchasar in the Besan Mikdash Shlishi, dancing to the Gula Mitzvah Shlema, should be a good night, good yantif. It should be the Yantif of Gula, the Simchasaira, in which we dance, we celebrate having arrived in the Gula Mitzvah Shlema.